talking to you so early in the show, things are a little bit different this week. I had to go ahead and put the mid-roll up front because once this episode gets going, it's a little difficult to stop. You'll see what I mean. This week, we're jumping into the retro B-movie world of Revenant's past for a little one-shot adventure I think you're going to love. It introduces some very fun new characters, some wildly inconsistent NPCs, and a specific genre flavor we had a lot of fun with. As I explained in the episode, this was a bit of a slapdash effort that we threw together last minute at a time when we needed an episode but didn't have enough time to properly get into the game. But it ended up becoming sort of a cult hit in our backlog, and we felt it was worth bringing back out to the public. Speaking of the backlog, my deepest apologies to anyone who caught last week's audio before I was able to fix it. I got tunnel vision somewhere around hour six of the editing process and completely missed a couple of key cutaways and transitions. The new and improved final version is now the one in the feed and has replaced the prior edition. So if you haven't checked it out yet, make sure you're downloading the most recent edition of the Spawn Song finale. We hope you enjoyed that particular departure and this one, but I promise we'll be back to normal episodes starting next week with Winterlude 2. If you just can't wait to pick up the main threads of the story again, you can access the entire backlog of A Horror Borealis, with new episodes still releasing, by pledging any dollar amount to the Cryptid Keeper podcast on Patreon. That's where this show got its start and where the story still continues to this day. Don't worry, the campaign isn't over and we've got a lot of time left to spend with Siobhan, Mariah, and Martha. But for all of you binge listeners out there, that's the best way to get your fix. Speaking of bonus content, you probably also know that the OneShot Network has a Patreon as well. We love the OneShot Network and all of the incredible non-us shows on it, and pledging at any tier is such an incredibly wonderful use of your money. Whether you do it for the unbelievably good bonus episodes and behind-the-scenes extras, or just for the warm, fuzzy feeling of knowing you're doing something good for some really good people. For a lot of us on the network, podcasting is our second or third or fourth job, and donating to that Patreon is what keeps the wheels spinning and the lights on and allows all of the hosts to keep bringing you the content they are so passionate about creating. As always, the part of Mariah Harris is played by Addison Peacock. The part of Martha Campbell is played by Tim Werner. The part of Siobhan O'Shaughnessy is played by Andrew Giada, who also composed our excellent theme music, including this week's Buddy Holly version. And I'm your keeper, Alex Flanagan. Thank you to the One Shot Network for having us, and enjoy Summer Frights! Bye! Apologies in advance to uh, the listeners and participants of this arc. This is a Horror Borealis one-shot called A Horror Borealis Summer Frights, taking place in the 1950s. We literally decided on this about 12 hours ago. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So all of the plotting or lack thereof or character development or lack thereof is a result of that. I still think it's going to be a really fun time, and I'm really excited for these characters and whatever is going to happen in that beautiful mess of a thing. We are in a little bit of a time crunch, so hopefully we'll finish this up within like an hour, but if not, then who knows, maybe we'll revisit this at a future date. That's not a one-shot. That would not be a one-shot, you are correct. That would be a two-shot, or a half-shot, or whatever this installation of that would be called. Okay, so... The year is 1956. The Alaska Territory is embroiled in a fight for statehood that won't be resolved for another three years. But all of that seems very far away to the people of a little town called Revenant. That, after all, is government business. And there's not much government here. Or at least, there wasn't. Not till recently. Up until recently, Revenant more or less answered to only the weather and the sound mayoral advice of one William Biggs a local family man with a popular diner and a good head on his shoulders. These days, though, the diner sees more and more of those men in dark suits 
who pull up in sedans only barely fit for the melting snow. Ask half the folks in town, and they'll tell you Washington, D.C. wants to keep the young punks pushing for statehood as quiet as possible. Ask the other half, and they'll spin you a story about strange goings-on in the woods just north of town. But none of that feels particularly meaningful right now. Right now, your one and only concern is getting through the last 45 minutes of a whole mech class that drags on all the more painfully with the knowledge that it's the only thing standing between you and the weekend. And the week after is the only thing standing between you and graduation. So, by extension, the recipe for devil's food cake at your station is the closest thing you can imagine to an utter Soviet standstill. Why don't you tell me a little bit more about the three of you and how you ended up paired together for this assignment? More uh, randomly assigned groups. Let's start with any of you. Yeah. Yeah. So, Andrew, why don't you go ahead and start by telling me about your character? Okay. I am playing Howie Goldman. He is, uh, I am playing the monstrous playbook. He is a uh, werewolf. I almost said vampire. That is not <laughs> correct at all. No, no. <clears throat> he is a werewolf. And uh, he is in Homec because, you know, he just loves cooking so much. And uh, he has. A uh, pretty close connection to the other his other two partners in this group, who will introduce themselves now. <laughs> based just... on yeah, based on just what you guys have told me about your characters before we started recording, I'm assuming you guys like picked partners for the assignment, and oh, you yeah. all decided yeah. like this is your group. Mm-hmm. Um, it is probably like the pretty regular group that you guys default to for. Oh yeah, plus hey. Okay, cool. For Tim, those kids. Yeah, Tim, why don't you go ahead and tell me about your your okay. character? Well, I'm playing. <laughs> A little little child named Jeremy. Uh, How old is Jeremy? He's 26. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, See, the thing is... What? um, (laughs) Yeah, he was... He's from an alien planet named (laughs) Zorkiluk. And uh, he was sent to Earth on, like, a recon mission or, like, spy... Uh, so he's just trying to figure out human development. That's why he was placed in the teen hoods. Um, and, uh... So you are masquerading as, like, a 16-year-old teen. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm here. I'm having fun in Homec. Um, really good friends with Howie. That's probably why I took this course. I didn't really want to learn how to make food. Mm Mm-hmm. Do you um, need to eat to survive? I don't know. <laughs> what are your nutritional uh, oh, requirements? Oh, true. Yeah, well, I do need to eat to survive. Um, and I actually really, really like fried okra. I tried it one time. Oh! That was my favorite snack. That was, that's really sweet. <laughs> that's wholesome. Um, so are you, like, the <laughs> equivalent of a teen? Like, is 26 roughly no. equivalent? No, you are no. just, like, a fully grown. Uh, yeah, oh, I'm, so I'm you're, like, doing the... a Drew Barrymore never-been-kissed situation. Sure, yeah. <laughs> like... The the age yeah, range is like about the same on each planet, but oh, okay. um, yeah, yeah. So it's this like is a, my first assignment. Like a, I'm really nervous about it. Oh, you're like Twenty One Jump Street. Yeah, yeah. See, just okay, like that. that's how, that's, and that's, that's the, the duality the of man. That's the reference I know. <laughs> yeah, okay. I know that one. Great. Too. I don't know In the Drew, the Drew Barrymore one, she's an adult reporter who looks like a teen, so they send her undercover to write an article about like high school. I haven't seen it in a long time. Yeah, so that's also exactly what I'm doing. Also, Zach Efron in Seventeen again. That's, so let's just no, keep that's naming a body That's different. That's not an adult man who looks like anyway, Thirteen going on thirty. That's not okay. So my quick question. Big. So my quick question for Jeremy is: yeah. How much like an adult teen do you actually look? An adult teen. An adult, an adult teen? teen. I, I think I look like a normal teen. Okay. Like I've put on a whole bunch of makeup. Okay. Okay. I've kind of had to to make myself look human. Right. And for the sake of this, I'm going to say that everyone like in this administration and this school in this town just like firmly believes that you are a normal human kid. Like no matter how weird you act. They're just like, that's Jeremy, <laughs> a, a normal human teen. You know Jeremy. Um, okay. What's and then... Jeremy's nickname? It's just Snorf. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and Addison, why don't you tell us about your character? Um, so, my name is Betsy Bennett. I'm just a uh, regular average gal from Revenant, Alaska. Um, I, except also, I'm playing from the Spellslayer 
uh, playbook. Um, so I am a teen witch. Very nice. Not like the movie Teen Witch. More like <laughs> classic Sabrina. Um, or Seventeen again. You know Seventeen again? No. Um, it's just like that. You remember Teen Witch Zac Efron? <laughs> it's like that. You remember Zac Efron in the movie Teen Witch? I would so it. I would love a Teen Witch remake where Zac Efron plays the rapping guy from that one scene. <laughs> just top that. <laughs> Do you know how much money I would pay to hear Zac Efron rap top that? At least okay, anyway, I'm sorry. $12. Uh, yeah, because that's how much So anyway, Bessie, um, so I am uh, a teenage witch, 16, just average 16-year-old girl, love my, my magic poodle skirt that I enchanted, um, that is my enchanted article of clothing, it is, um, very pretty baby pink, um, and I like to wear that with my button-up blouse and my hair in a little ponytail, keep it out so of the way cute. of my work. I know, she's real cute. Um, and I love home ec. It's my favorite class because I uh, am really, I like to use, uh, I like to use a little, a little, bit of, a little bit of magic, a little pinch of magic to make the, to make the stuff extra good. You carry magic around in like a hip flask and you just sprinkle it on you. <laughs> it's more like a metaphor, but yeah, sure. No, I have to do like a lot to cast spells, so I have to like wait for the teacher to not be looking so I can, uh do gestures and incantations. I feel like in this particular class that's not hard. Yeah. Because uh, I have to cast, I need, um, I need, I need props, I need, uh, gestures, incantations, all kinds of stuff to cast magic. Gotcha. Um, so, uh, Howie and I have a bit of a, like, weird background. At one point I definitely, should I talk about that? Um, we'll probably get into it okay. a little bit more later. Should I talk about my relationship to Jeremy? <laughs> Maybe we'll let the relationships become evident as we okay. play through. But Although if- I should check, are we on or off right now? <laughs> um, you know, I really have no clue about any. <laughs> That's of fair. I think I think we are on. Okay. 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 You are firmly convinced that you and this Jeremy are an This is my steady boyfriend. Right gotcha. Jeremy. <laughs> the steady is the land far, far away. Oh, perfect. Do you know? Jeremy is no. Okay. Absolutely not. <laughs> like you set up for the rules of the town, I think he's a normal boy. And you think that you're the one causing problems in this relationship with your dark secret oh, that yes. you carry. With my dark magic secret. That's perfect. Okay. So anyway, uh, great. You have your recipe card in front of you and you have all the ingredients laid out, your station. So it's a fairly straightforward, usual, everyday assignment of like measuring and concocting and most annoyingly following directions mm-hmm. for this exact science of baking. I wait for the teacher to turn her back and I begin to speak Latin. Okay, I think the teacher is probably up at her desk like flipping through a Betty Crocker right. magazine. Good. So I just begin to speak Latin. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And wave my hands over what we're doing. What are you attempting to achieve with this incantation on the devil's food cake? <laughs> I'm attempting to make it very tasty. Okay. Tastiness magic. I love it. What are you two doing? I'm very confused at why my apparent girlfriend <laughs> is speaking Latin. I told him I'm very yeah. Catholic. Oh, okay. That's why. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm blessing it. Does Jeremy know what Catholicism is? I do now. He went to it, so it's it's apparently witchcraft. That's what you think Catholic is a foreign language. Yes. You're just like ah yes. She's speaking her language, Catholic. I take out my notebook and try to record what she's saying. <laughs> you don't know this isn't normal teen baby, right? Um, how what are you up to? I am. Uh, I, I'm pretty used to this. Uh, behavior at this point. I would think so, so I'm finding a particularly shiny pot and taking out my little comb and oh, making boy. sure my hair is on point. <laughs> Are you a werewolf I do have a, I do oh, have a switch man. plate. Are you a werewolf greaser? I am a werewolf greaser. I'm gonna cry. I love him. <laughs> okay, so I think it's all going about as well as can be expected when suddenly Jeremy's notebook is knocked out of his hands and uh, the mixing bowl is shot across the counter, accompanied by the snide laughter and the hulking silhouette of Chaz, the star quarterback. Ugh, mm. Chaz. Sorry, nerds. Guess I tripped. Uh, Chaz, why you gotta- why- why you gotta do that? <laughs> <laughs> I really 
literally don't know how Jeremy should talk. <laughs> That's perfect. Nope, that was incredible. I think you got it. You nailed it right there. Uh, so Chaz kind of like chuckles derisively and runs his fingers through her hair and says, yeah, yeah, you know, I guess I should have been more careful. You three probably need Holmex since it's not like you have anywhere except home to look forward to after graduation. Don't you have an elsewhere to be? What? What? <laughs> Sick burn. Thanks, sweetie. <laughs> what of 50s teens call Nerds in love. <laughs> um, a blonde girl named Lillian frowns from the other station and says, Chaz, lighten up. They didn't do anything. And uh, Chaz says, yeah, they're still not going to do anything. Isn't that right, punks? You'll see if we're going to do anything. After school today, Chaz, <laughs> what are you going to do about it then? Chaz. Chaz. <laughs> but wait, I, have I mean, I was going to go get a milkshake. Guys, you're supposed to... Is that a threat? You're supposed to back me up. No, I'm sorry, but I have chess club and I can't <laughs> pass up on chess. The American pastime. I've been looking forward to that milkshake all week. All right, all it's right. It's my so Friday milkshake. I do it every Friday. So not today, but don't let us catch you around there again, <laughs> Chaz. Uh, the whole mech teacher, finally looking up from her Betty Crocker magazine, takes sort of a glance around the room and frowns disapprovingly at whatever is going on in your end of the classroom. She shakes her head and sort of taps her watch as if to remind you that the noble art of baking waits for no one. Tell you what, if you wannabes want to prove you're really something more, you can meet me at the big senior bash tonight in the woods. We'll see how brave you guys are when teacher isn't watching. <laughs> that is, if you can handle the idea of the haunted woods at night. If not, well, I've still got a week left to make your lives hell. I uh, kind of pull at the collar of my white t-shirt underneath my leather jacket. It's like, Ugh, you say in the woods tonight? Oh. <laughs> That's right. The woods. Tonight. About what time at the woods tonight, Chaz? Nighttime. Hallie, it's not worth it. Just let it go. Oh, I'll show you who's worth it. Um, How does this accent just keep changing and changing? I don't know. He's jazz. Uh, it's part of his signature flavor. <laughs> it's his deal, yo. You wouldn't know, weirdo. Look, don't have a cow, everybody. Which is a thing people said in the 50s. I just looked it up. I, my mom still says that. My mom does too. <laughs> Uh, and another glare from the teacher, Chaz storms off back to his table, and Lillian, the other girl, looks over at you guys sort of apologetically before she goes back to single-handedly finishing their baking assignment. Ugh. I turn to, uh, Jeremy. You all right there, buddy? Give him a little clap on the arm. <laughs> Thanks for the foley work. <laughs> yeah, I'm fine, bud. Uh, so we're gonna... Are we trying to, like, go to the woods tonight? Or is that something we shouldn't do? I turn and say, well, would that interrupt with your milkshake and chess club? Well, I guess I could always go after a milkshake, but I just don't know. I mean, I don't know what my parents would do if they caught me sneaking out after curfew. Just kidding, I do it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> So, to give you guys some context, mm -hmm. the big senior bash is an informal, traditional, highly illegal, and unofficial event every year where the Revenant High graduating class sneaks into the middle of those woods just north of town to party it up. It's equal parts kegger and test of will, as the woods are reportedly extremely haunted. Most people write that off as nonsense, but then there are stories. Ten-year-old Adam Kennedy swears he saw a monster up there once on a camping trip. The assistant librarian at the Revenant Public Library insists the government is hiding something in there. But anyone who's anyone goes anyway. I'm sorry! <laughs> Maybe there's a train that passes through Revenant. It's, it's fully worth it. It's, it's, it's atmospheric. We got it. 
Miss, can we please do homework in a different room? I'm worried about the noise of the train upsetting the rice on this cake. <laughs> That's not our cake fork. Our trains, Bennett. Mike was asking. Let's just finish Let's just finish this cake so that we can uh, hurry up and graduate. Am I right? Hey. I mean, I'm all for graduation, but I don't think we should rush through our duties if we're going to do well when we get out. Well, we just got our cake knocked on the floor, and you just want to take that like a punch to the left side of your face, Bone. This is the 1950s. Like a knuckle sandwich? Yeah. The 1950s. Look, I know we're not trying to cook a knuckle sandwich here, so I understand what you're getting at, but other cool things can say. (laughs) <laughs> Vomit on the table. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yes, of course. He's totally Jerksville and totally is not a 50s thing to say. Jerksville is a 50s thing to say. I looked it up. Um, he's utterly Jerksville. <laughs> he's completely Jerksville. But that doesn't mean we can pick fights with everybody who makes us upset. See, I agree a little bit with that. Because I don't want to go to a cold meat party for you. (laughs) Well, maybe I'll just go on my own then. No, Howie, you can't do that. Like you're going to stop me. Well, hey, if Howie's going, I'm going to go because I don't want him to get hurt. Well, if you're going, I'm going. Okay, then let's go. We have to do things together. Yes. That's the cornerstone of a healthy relationship. Like, friendship? (laughs) Jeremy, don't do this again. Jeremy, I appreciate that you're willing to follow my lead in this uh, friendship that we have. Yeah, bud. (laughs) All right. So if you've made up your mind to go to the senior bash, Mm -hmm. um, that's all well and good. However, it's still a few hours away. Oh, yeah. The senior bash won't really happen until nightfall, um, which... May or may not actually happen, as it occurs to me that this is summer and Revenant is above the Arctic Circle, so <laughs> nightfall might not even be a thing that happens right now in this town. But we'll say that it doesn't happen until, like, 9 or 10 p.m., maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's just a few hours away. And how do you guys want to spend what may be your last afternoon on Earth? You wow. can go to uh, Billy Biggs Diner. Which is a shiny new restaurant, all sorts of like chrome and jukeboxes, with great milkshakes. That's uh, where I go. You can go to the Revenant Public Library, which is a well-kept but kind of boring library where the Young Statehood Society meets on Friday afternoons. Or you can go to the Revenant Wonderplex, which is a small movie theater that shows one movie at a time. Right now they're showing The Creature Walks Among Us, which just released in April. Um, or you can go to one of your houses or somewhere else if you have somewhere that you want to, like, set out for me. Well, I know we gotta get milkshakes from the diner. Yeah, we gotta go on our date. Our date? <laughs> that was an out-of-character statement. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yes. You can tell because I have much less joie de vivre. Joie de vivre. Je ne sais quoi. Ça certain. Yes. Yeah, diner for sure. So the diner? Am I invited on this date? I think we should bring him along. I think he said you should come along. (laughs) (laughs) I just don't know where I stand anymore. You were like, Jeremy, did you go get a milkshake? And he was like, yes, Howie, let's. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, let's all three of us go together. A good time for three friends. Consider that we are all drinking a milkshake with three straws. (laughs) Oh, Oh, I love that. That's adorable. Quick question. Jeremy's in the middle, right? Yeah. Yes. Oh, God. Okay. This is absolutely like an Archie comics situation. Oh, absolutely. And I'm like living I'm, for it. For, uh, I'm Betty and you're Veronica. Love me. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> um, okay, so then you guys go to the diner, which is, again, Billy Biggs's diner. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a pretty new establishment. Um, the sort of Informal town mayor, William Biggs, is a very public figure who has just invested, like, all of his life's work into this restaurant that he hopes he will be able to someday pass on to his son. 
and it's uh like the happening spot right now mm-hmm. you know especially with like school out there's always teens there but also some of like the aforementioned government agents who are like sort of hanging out in town will mm-hmm. will frequent there so i want you to just like sort of picture the very kitschy like black and white tile floors and like you know, like salt and pepper diner situation. I love it. Yes. How's the jukebox situation? Oh, the jukebox is so choice. Oh, right. You want to go Can check you that out? It? Oh, yeah. Can you fonzie it? Can you fonzie it? Like. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. You know, I'm I'm trying. Yeah. Well, this is the very latest in fonzie-proof jukebox technology. <laughs> oh no. Well, this I... is an unfonzieable jukebox. Well, I slip a nickel into the dime box. Ah yeah. And then one more nickel because it's a dime box. <laughs> Uh, that'll get you 10 plays. 10 plays for a dime mm-hmm. back here on, in the 1950s. Put on some Elvis. Yes. That. I think Elvis is the dreamiest. <laughs> of course you I do. I do. I can't tell if this is character or not. Oh. <laughs> Betsy breaks the fourth wall to announce, I think Elvis is the dreamiest. <laughs> or she says it to make Jeremy, like, jealous. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> and exactly Jeremy's like, me know. too. <laughs> <laughs> um... The so, line between me and Betsy is growing ever thinner. But... So, um, then, I guess, Blue Suede Shoes starts playing. All right, oh, excellent. that's a good one. I really wanted, um, I was really hoping for, uh, I was really hoping, hoping for, um, I'm trying to think of another Elvis Presley song I like. I was really hoping for Shake, Rattle, and Roll, but that's a good one, too. Well, you know, I got ten plays. You can go put in the next one. Gee, thanks. What flavor milkshake <laughs> Strawberry. we all agree on? Strawberries? God, why can't we just do, like, chocolate or something? Why does it have to be strawberry? This is how relationships Give me a milk. <laughs> chocolate. <laughs> you guys see okay, Back to we'll the Future? Okay, then we'll get our own. You see that? Remember that one? Okay, <laughs> so we're, we'll get our own that we don't have to share this time. It's fine. I just don't like strawberry. <sighs> I just don't understand why we can't compromise. Get strawberry chocolate. They don't know how to do that yet. (laughs) Well, hey, let's get a strawberry and let's get a chocolate. We'll put straws in each of them, and you put both of the straws in your mouth, and then you suck at the same time, and you get (gasps) strawberry and chocolate. That's so smart. You're so smart. (laughs) Yeah, we got a real Einstein over here. Thanks. A socially relevant and very alive scientist, <laughs> Albert Einstein. <laughs> I love that, that, that we have to specify that. Because oh, yes. it's the 1950s. <laughs> All right. So you get your two milkshakes with, what, six straws? Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. And, uh, yeah, you know, Mr. Big's hands him over and he's like, sure, take all the straws you want. There's no straw shortage. We got straws. We're just lousy with straws <laughs> thanks, up Mr. here. Biggs. Take as many straws as you kids want. Yeah, thanks a lot, Mr. Biggs. These are never going to end up in the ocean. <laughs> ocean. Um, okay. I don't know what pollution is. Smoking is good for you. <laughs> Makes you look cool, too. Great. So you guys are sitting down, and I think probably, like, some other teens that you recognize from school come in and sit down in, like, the next booth over, mm-hmm. and they're all talking about the senior bash, you know, in pretend hushed tones, because nobody's really supposed to know about the senior bash. Mm, but everybody. everybody knows the senior bash happens, and everyone knows it's tonight. It's the last Friday of school. Um, however, there is also one other character at the bar who you don't necessarily recognize, and he's got a, a malt soda and a pack of cigarettes. He's wearing a dark suit and got some some shades on indoors. Oh, well that's... that's and you can't strange. tell because of the shades, but it seems like he's looking over at your table. Hmm. I, uh, pop my collar up and say, hey, did you all notice the stiff? Excuse me? Did you all notice oh. the stiff over there? Oh, the, the man in the... Yes, yeah. I did, I you did. You know, the stiff. Ooh. The man, the Jeremy. With glasses, Jeremy. The man, oh, okay. sweetie, the man. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I got him. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. So, why? What about him? I think he's looking over our way. I mean, I mean, this is an unorthodox way to drink milkshakes, <laughs> to be fair. Well, I yeah, know how you're all clever. about orthodox, Miss Catholicism. That's a Christianity joke. 
for you. From Howie Goldman. (laughs) (laughs) You know. Thanks, Howie. But what's your point? I don't know. I feel like... Should we look out, look back? Well, what would he want? I, I don't know what he would want to do with us. I don't think, I think, I don't think he's looking over here. I don't, that doesn't make sense. Oh, I just looked and he's <laughs> directly staring at all three of us at the same time. Should I wave? Should I wave I don't again? think that's a good idea. Are you sure? He's just literally staring at I us. Just I just took an etiquette class and if someone's making eye contact with you, you should acknowledge it. I'm going to go over. Offer to light him a cigarette. Because you can smoke indoors in this the year of our Lord. 1956. Thank you, Howie Goldman. So I'm going to go over and uh, offer him a light. I see he's got the pack of cigarettes. Yeah, he does have a pack of cigarettes. And he, uh, he gratefully accepts and he's like, Thanks, kid. What, uh, what are you and your friends up to over there? Uh, nothing much, sir. Just... Drinking a uh, a couple milkshakes. Yes. Just drinking a cigarette. Quite a rig you got over there. (laughs) Oh, you know, we're we're innovators here. You know, this this new generation. Well, I sure can respect that. Seem like pretty smart kids by all accounts. Smart enough to stay out of those woods tonight, I should think. You you don't look like you, uh, you go to the high school. How do you know about... About that. Oh, you sit long enough in any diner in America and you'll hear things, kid. What other sorts of things have you heard? What's going on in the woods tonight? I don't really feel like that's any way to address your elders here in a year of our Lord 1956. There are societal norms in place about this sort of thing. I'm like frantically beckoning Howie back over to the table. I'm worried he's going to get us in trouble. Well, you're right about that. I'll, uh, Please forgive me, my friend over there needs not, not a problem. Sheepishly walk away. You could stay out of trouble, all right? Now, Harry's like a cool greaser, but he still respects, like, the elder. He's <laughs> <The elderly. laughs> probably like, like 30. It's like middle age. Oh, 30, okay. like 40, maybe? People older than him, then. A normal adult man. I mean, they're, they're pretty old. So I was expecting, like, a gray haired. <laughs> Kind of grizzled. Uh, if he was a grizzled old man, I know, he would like this. What y'all kids been up to? You know, like people's voices dramatically change when sure. they age 10 years. <laughs> sure. So, uh, Mr. S- Secret Service over there, that's a, he's not great at nicknames, Howie. <laughs> Just told us to. It's not his best skill, but he thinks he is. Oh, right? yeah. Oh, yeah. He thinks he's the bee's knees. He thinks he's so clever. He thinks he's the. Bees knees, the which bees is definitely knees. not a fifties thing, is it? Yeah, is it? I don't I'm pretty know sure anything. it is. Fifties or earlier. Oh, it is. I think it's. I think it's like thirties. That doesn't matter. Uh, um, he told us to stay out of the woods tonight. Now I'm not sure what's going on or how he knows about it. I mean, I think all the grown-ups know about it to some extent. I mean, they all went to high school in the same town. They all did it when they were our age. Well, what do you think is going on that he specifically wouldn't want us there? I think, I mean, my parents don't want me going either, but that's not going to stop me. Yeah, he's not our parents, though. Do you know him? Do you know him, Jeremy? I don't know him. I, I, I mean, I don't. Why do you think we should be worried about it? Why would any adult in any town worry about some high school teenagers that weren't their own? Maybe he's just a... A loving adult that wants children to not get was, drunk and have fun. Was he oh, a policeman? Jeremy, you're so sweet and naive. <laughs> I mean, it is 1956, so the legal drinking age for most people is 18 years old, so most of us aren't even committing a crime. I don't know. He just seemed real adamant about it. Hmm. That's strange. I don't know. I feel like we should still go. <laughs> For reasons of a narrative purpose, I'm thinking we should go to the woods. Well, I still want to go. I'm not going to miss out on a rite of passage for my senior year just because of some strange man in a diner. I respect the wishes of people older than me, but this is 
a rite of passage that it's our I, senior year. if we don't go, I will regret it for the rest of my adult life. Exactly. We also have to show Chaz who's the boss. And you have to give Chaz his knuckle sandwich. You said it yourself. You have to prepare a tasty knuckle sandwich for Chaz. Absolutely. We knuckle sandwich some... on rye. Order number two. Number two. Why isn't I'm, it number one? Because I'm gonna give him two. Well, what's order number one? <laughs> it's the second knuckle sandwich. <laughs> Wait, why does the second one? You come know what? First? I'm just gonna give him two knuckle sandwiches. All right? How are you Can doing? we go? How are you doing? Okay in your classes? He's actually failing all of them Mom. except for homemade. <laughs> Howie, I want you to graduate with us. You know what? I can make a mean chocolate <laughs> cake. Don't worry about my mathematics skills. Okay. I've been trying to help him after school, but it just... He doesn't get it. I can talk good enough to survive on the streets. <laughs> of the Alaskan... Of the Alaskan <laughs> wilderness. <laughs> Okay, uh, it's it real hard out here. <laughs> Look, I think I need to go back home and get changed before tonight, so I will see all of you boys. All of you boys, both of you boys, later. Yeah, I need to change out the oil in my hair. <laughs> Do an oil change, mm -hmm. which is what they call changing the oil. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, Jeremy, do you have something that you need to do before you go to the senior bash tonight? Oh, no. I might go check out a book at the library. Aww. That's <laughs> why I like it. Is the book called How point. to Talk to Humans? <laughs> you don't need to know that. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Um, is there anything else that you guys want to play out before you go to the Senior Bash? Like anything that you are doing at home to like prepare? Do you have some sort of horrible vengeance scheme you're trying to enact on Chaz or you just getting you things and then meeting back up. Well, I'm going to bring in my little handbag. I'm going to bring my ritual knife just because we are going to be in the woods and I want to make sure nothing scary goes down. She's danger. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen the craft? What? The craft. You know the athame wow. and the craft? Like the... Okay, I'll show you a picture of it later. But that's my ritual knife. She pretty. Um... If Howie's not doing anything before, I do have a van. That's good. You so guys will need I a way just, to get up there. Yeah, I can pick oh, up. Oh, good. You can drive other. us. Yeah. It's so nice to have a van with a car. I, uh, Howie is, has received a few letters from his parents who live back in, in New York. They, they send him some letters every now and then just to say, Thank you, sweetie. Well, thanks, Mom. Oh, that's nice. But that's other really than that, sweet. I just slip my brass knuckles into my pocket and I'm good to go. Cool. Your brass knuckles? Yes. Scary boy. <laughs> Says the woman bringing a knife in her handbag. <laughs> it's a ritual knife. It's, it's for ritual. magic. It makes those knuckle sandwiches extra zesty. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> um, okay, how do you guys feel about like arriving to the party. Like, I'm going to say you can either have a chance of getting there, like, relatively on time or, like, later. I would want to be right on time because if someone gives me a time, I'm there. That's what well, I feel like should He happen. didn't give us a time. He said nightfall. Oh, it's not a time. Well, I'm going to be there to watch yeah, the nightfall's not a time. with tree coverage. Does Jeremy look up in the Farmer's Almanac? What time is... Nightfall, sunset. I think I do. On this day. And then, like, yeah, I think I totally do. Fantastic. Is that why you went to the library? That's probably <laughs> what I did. I was like, I need to make sure that we get there on time. Oh, I'm getting the farmer's almanac. I don't possess the innate human knowledge of when nightfall is. <laughs> oh. When does night? <laughs> he didn't realize until very recently that night is what you call it when it's dark outside. <laughs> <laughs> then man, Alaska is a very confusing place for this poor boy to be. Oh right. The night's not gonna fall, guys. <laughs> no, it's, it's summer it's in Revenant. Not. Or it's not summer, almost summer. Do I even pick you guys up? Do we just <laughs> miss this? <laughs> no, you have to pick us up. Let's okay, say I'll for the sake it, of yeah. it that you do pick them up. Alright. Yeah. Alright, so you go straight to the woods, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay. 
So, uh, despite your attempts to be on time, you guys are, you know, not exactly in the know with all of the cool kids. And the senior bash has already sort of kicked off a little bit when you mm -hmm. guys arrive. There's a bonfire blazing in the middle of a small clearing, and a couple of kegs flowing freely from the back of Joe Clearwater's pickup truck. Aww, Some Joe. of your classmates are already pretty helplessly inebriated, while others are just drunk enough to be dangerous. What do you do? Alright. Well, I adjust my uh, newly fastened hair ribbon. Matches my skirt, which Very I'm good. still wearing. Oh, and I've got my, I've got my beautiful, uh, like, absolutely pristine new white keds on. Absolutely. What about your socks? Tell us about your socks. Oh, well, they're like Bobby socks. Perfect. Yeah, of course. You know. Um, and I'm wearing just another white button-down shirt. I just changed into a clean one. <laughs> a little short-sleeved, like... Yeah, you, you, know, you know the kind. Um, and I've got a little sweater over it in case it gets chilly. It saves Alaska, even though it's summertime. Very good. Well, hey, I'm going to go get a drink. Because um, that seems to be what everyone else is doing. Uh, I'm going to go with, with Jeremy. Well, then I'm, I'm coming say, too. I'll, I'll get a drink with you. Oh, then I, I want to I wanna come too. All right, then let's all go okay. take a look at that. What's flowing out of the back of that truck? I'm oh, I'm not going to have a drink. I'm just going with them so I don't feel left out. Okay. All right. So you guys walk over to the truck. There's again some kegs loaded up in the back of one of your classmates' pickup trucks. Um, they've got taps on them and whatnot, and there's like disposable cups, which I'm pretty sure are a thing in the fifties. Sure. Why not? Yeah, they're like styrofoam cups and stuff, right? Anyway, there are cups. So you guys can help yourselves if you want. There's not like a bartender or anything. Just fill yeah. up if you want something. I mean, I didn't think there'd be a bartender at a party for teens in the woods. Yeah, no, but nobody's really like making any particular pains to interact with you. Right. Well, that's fine. Be used to that. And that's fine. Um, the people that matter. I think I'm trying to fill up my, my cup, but I really don't know how a keg works. So I'm really struggling. I'm trying to help him, but I also don't want to make him feel emasculated because this is 1956. <laughs> you just have like an entire cup full of foam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, well, I'm sort of in the corner like, oh, no, Jim, no, it's a Jim, it's a, uh, uh, it's, it's fine. It's, it's okay. I'm just kind of giggling to myself. Just like that? Just like that. Yes, 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 yes. Perfect. Oh, that's incredible. Okay, so um, I think that Lillian, the girl from earlier in her whole math class, sees you, and she has a cup in her hands, and she sort of, like, um, is right now associating with another group of the students over there, but she, like, catches a glimpse of you guys out of the corner of her eye and looks over and finds an excuse to excuse herself from her circle. Hey, I'm really sorry about Chaz earlier. I'm glad that you guys decided to come. Of course. I mean, it's senior year, right? It's really weird to think that we'll all be graduated soon. Oh, with any luck, we will be. <laughs> you sure will? No, we will. We will. <laughs> so where is the... Uh... I'm cranked like crazy, man. I, I just can't wait. So where is the beefcake? <laughs> wow, that's like a weirdly charged thing to call somebody. Oh, I call him like I see. He's looking for Chaz. He thinks he's cruising for a bruise, and it's a whole thing. Yeah, I would just, I would stay away from Chaz if I were you guys. Like, really, we just, we don't need to make this. A... I would really like if we could just all have a good time tonight and remember this as a nice occasion. Hey, I'm gonna have a good time regardless. And, and points at a cup <laughs> and like does an awkward smile. I don't want to... Oh, is that is I'm sorry, is that keg out? Do we need to <laughs> I, don't... I mean like oh Look, I don't mean to sound like I'm trying to put down anybody, but Chaz did start this. He was the one who came up to us in Holmec and acted like a punk and pretty much just challenged Howie to a fight. It's not like Howie's bringing that here. It was already here. 
Yeah, I just... Well, I don't know. You guys haven't seen how he can really get, and I would just... It would be nice if this didn't have to turn into an explosive mm-hmm. situation. I don't want to be a party pooper. I get it. I do. Uh, so she, like, glances back over her shoulder at the crowd, and the other students are sort of, like, pointedly looking at her, like, hey, what are you doing? And so she, uh, sort of looks at you apologetically, and she's like, I'm sorry, I, I have to go. And she, uh, turns to walk back over to the group of popular kids. Alright, have a good night! I call, I call, later, Gator, after (laughs) Another thing I've pulled from this article on 1950s teen slang. (laughs) Did you guys know that they used to call a cigarette a weed, which I think is hilarious? <laughs> oh, wouldn't you like to have a weed? That's not that age well. that vibe. Is that a weed? <laughs> I'm calling the police. You guys ready to get back into it? Sure I am. All right, so uh, Lillian has just departed your group, and you later gatored her, which is <laughs> great. Uh, what are you guys up to at this at this sort of party? What is your your next move? Well. Howie's probably feeling kind of ashamed, like, he came ready to fight, but if this many people just, like, want to have a good time, he's not one to ruin everyone's evening. He's so. not a party pooper. He's not. He tries not to be. So, like, I think he's he's cooled down some. Not a sin hound. He's not... No. I'm just kind of... Jeremy's kind of just watching everyone as they dance around this bonfire, just chatting and also drinking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. What about you, Betsy? I'm sort of like just kind of half heartedly just sort of bouncing my weight from one foot to the other, just kind of standing, like kind of watching everybody, not really sure what to do with myself. This is seeming more and more like something that seemed fun in theory and is not so much fun. Yeah. Um, and I think that feeling continues to grow because after a few minutes of this and of other people not really going out of their way to interact with you guys, and it's starting to feel more and more like this was kind of maybe not an event meant for you in the first place when you hear an unfortunately familiar voice, which may or may not be familiar because apparently it changes every time I do it, and that's fine, (laughs) but it's Chaz who says, well, look who decided to show up. Come on, Chaz, just put an egg in your shoe and beat it. I can't tell if you made that up or that's a thing people legitimately say. It's a thing people legitimately say, you Neanderthal. Do people know about Neanderthals yet? I don't know what that means either, but that's less of a society issue and more of me being a knucklehead. (laughs) Come on, Chaz, we're just trying to have a good time here. Oh, yeah? Well, ain't nobody else having a good time with you here. Everyone seems like they're having a great time. I don't think us being here is affecting anybody. Don't you try to defang my threats. What, you want to go? Well, don't rattle your cage, man. Well, Chaz is kind of visibly drunk at this point. Oh, no. Um, and only getting more and more irritable with all of your growing threats. However, before he can really make a move, you see a silhouette on the ground. Silhouette of what? Well, it's a shadow that doesn't match anyone there, and it grows with a sound suddenly emanating from the woods behind the truck. It creeps over the car, over the discarded cups and abandoned jackets, and your brain suddenly irrationally latches onto the fact that the firelight can't possibly be casting it, and the woods, while dark, are therefore unable to be producing the light that this thing is using to cast a shadow, which means it's therefore making its own light. Worse still, the longer you look at it, the more you begin to understand that it has no defined shape. It changes and undulates as it moves, and it's getting closer. Lillian spots it and turns deathly pale. She looks over and says, Chaz, this isn't funny. Whatever you had planned for these guys, just knock it off, okay? But Chaz isn't listening. He's standing at the mouth of the woods, staring directly up into an eight-foot mass of glowing green slime. (gasps) What do you do? Wow. Oh, that's a good question. Um, let me look at my skills. I have a skill that says run away. <laughs> so How <are> you run away? <laughs> I it's about time to pull that ritual knife out of my hand. 
or out of my bag. All right. Side note, can I use that as a focus? Like, I need to have a yes. focus. Okay, yes, that can so. be your focus. Cool. Because um, I don't have any consumables uh, for spellcasting. I have, but it's, but, um, uh, so it'll give me some drawbacks, but I have the other ones. I have incantations, gestures, and a focus, so. Um, okay, you only need three of the four of them. You only need, oh, just kidding, then I'm fine. Yeah. Um, also for consumables, I'd say, especially if you're casting, like, fire magic or something, it's, you're in the woods. Oh, you true. Grab sticks or twigs or something. You're right. Well, actually, so I might, I might start looking for something like a stick, like, I, something I can okay. use for some fire, some sort of fire magic. Okay. Because this thing is scary. Really yeah, this scary. is like straight up like B horror movie. This like, is like nightmare. More in my wheelhouse than most of the people here, considering I spend a lot of my time with one foot in like the creepiness of the world. So I, I'm, I'm freaked out. Obviously, I'm freaked out. I'm still a teen. But I'm also, like, kind of snap into, like, oh, gotta do something mode. So I'm, um, I don't think I have anything I can actually, like, roll for yet, but I'm trying to get my, my act together okay. set up while keeping an eye on what's happening. What are you guys doing? I haven't seen that alien yet. <laughs> you shout that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on accident, like, not realizing what I'm saying. I'm gonna, yeah, slip the brass knuckles onto my... Fingies. <laughs> Alright, you're gonna punch it! <laughs> no. And I'm going to... You're gonna punch Chaz into it. <laughs> no. I'm going to move Chaz out of the way. Awesome. I have a preternatural speed, uh-huh. so I can move very fast. Okay. When I chase, flee, or run, take plus one ongoing. Okay, great. I don't know what that means. Plus one ongoing. Is that just plus one to whatever I roll? For the next one. Yeah. Is it? Okay. So would that be act under pressure, help out, read a bad situation? Uh, that's act under pressure. Okay. Yeah. That is a five. And a two. Plus two. That's nine. Plus one. That's nine. Okay. Total success. So you were just trying to, like, push him? Yeah, you like, said he was, like, standing there just yeah, staring like, at right, him, not me. moving. Okay. So I'm just gonna, like, tackle him out of the way. Great, so you tackle him out of the way. And that also makes me feel better that I tackled the football player. <laughs> <laughs> a little poetic. Okay. For acting under pressure, what do we roll again? Cool. 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 And I say, I- hey, you numbskull, get, get the heck out of here. And he, uh, he sort of is, is dumbfounded to go, what, 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 what's that thing? Your primitive brain wouldn't understand. <laughs> now go. <laughs> now go. Now go. go. <laughs> okay, so I think it's about time for me to try to try to fire some fire at this sucker. Okay. Can I? Do I need to roll to say I think I found a uh, stick? No, you're also you can roll? find a stick. Yeah. Remind room. me what we're rolling. <laughs> like what die? D six. It's two d six. Two d six. That's what I thought. Okay. Yeah. Um. Okay. So if you were trying to use magic, that's a use magic roll. Okay, use magic roll, which requires, which plus is weird. Weird. Oh, great! I have yep. plus three. Um, doing great. So two d six plus weird. Okay, so provided it. that you have your incantations, your focus, and your I, consumables. I do. Okay, great. I have a consumable. Focus is my knife. Mm-hmm. And incantations. I'm doing Latin. Here goes the Latin. Okay, I want to hear some. <laughs> a pluribus something unum fire. <laughs> Out of many fire, <laughs> a pluribus fire. Incredible. Okay. I don't know. I don't remember. I took Latin in sixth grade. It's gone. Great. Roll for me. Okay. Um. So I have a um. Okay. Four plus five is nine. Nine plus three is nice. twelve. Incredible. Total success. Okay. Hell yeah. Sorry, I don't swear. I'm a lady in the fifties. Just kidding. I'm on the club thing. Um. So good golly, yes. Good golly. Oh my Hot gosh. Buttered beans and bacon. Okay, so that's your... What harm is that? Um, it is... Let me pull it up. I'm so sorry. Um, uh, the fire, it's um, adding plus two harm fire to a base, and its blast is two harm, so uh, fire is plus two to that. Okay, and so... And if you get a ten plus, the fire won't spread or cause any bad. Right, so yeah. you successfully made a, like, perfectly cast fire blast, which is um, magical close, obvious loud, but... Obviously, you're not really worried about drawing people to the scene since it is a party where everybody can see this horrible sign yeah. monster. So, Everyone already knows what's happening. Right. So that is a total of four damage, right? Um, yes. Okay. 
and um good move because you this is like very obviously effective against this thing i figured a slime would be something kind of goopy and liquidy would be good to go after mm -hmm. with Fire. So the w the visual that you get here is your fire magic like immediately shoots toward this thing and it sort of looks as if it is drawn into the core of whatever this monster is and you see like a color change and like the heat sort of radiating within it and it um, sort of writhes in pain a little bit. Okay, I was gonna um, say I did hurt it. I didn't just you did a hot yet. boy. No. <laughs> Jeremy looks over, drops his cup, and just says, "Holy shit." <laughs> <laughs> Is that his favorite swear that he's learned? Jeremy! Language! Sorry, but holy shit! <laughs> Alright, what are you guys doing? Some surprisingly brutish for a teen witch. <laughs> all I do. Yeah. Alright, I think I see that, that Betsy shot some fire at it. Mm -hmm. So I'm gonna run over to the bonfire and grab, like, a not totally on fire, like, Great. log or stick. Yeah, excellent. And try and, like, throw it. Okay, perfect. Um, so that would probably be uh, an act under pressure. I'll ask you to do an act under pressure. pressure. Yeah, it's not a kick some ass because you're not like getting up close and personal with it if you're throwing it. That's a three plus a two plus a, a two. That's a seven. Okay, so a mixed success. <laughs> um, so I will either say that you do reduced harm, um, or you can choose to, like, suffer a, a consequence. Um, I think suffering a consequence is more narratively interesting. Okay, cool. So you hit it, and do you know how much, I don't know how much harm that would be. I have no idea. Um, we'll say that would probably be two harm. Okay. Um, for the fire thing. Um, but the problem is that it now has drawn its attention totally to you instead of Betsy, and so this thing starts cool. moving after you. Um, well, I I think also that the impact mm -hmm. of the the log running into this thing sort of splashes some of the slime back, um, and I think some of it lands on you for one harm. Okay. It's like a corrosive effect. It touches your skin and it like burns in an acidic sort of way. Okay. Okay. Um, well, then I uh, say ow, and I run away. <laughs> Thank you for that tight narrative decision. <laughs> <laughs> Ow. Like I just, it's it's. I imagine it's not like a very fast moving giant slime. No, not not really. It does move probably more quickly than you would expect. How does the giant slime ambulate? It sort of undulates across the ground. Ew! Oh, is it like I'm it's matching? Not I was picturing like the blob, but like, it's kind of blobby. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um. At this point, some of the other high schoolers have either started fleeing or are paralyzed to the spot, but have definitely seen one Betsy use her magic powers and. Um, they haven't really seen Jeremy do anything. So they're like, Jeremy, that normal kid that we all love. Um, but they are sort of regarding Betsy with suspicion and wide eyes, like, what's going on here? Yeah, I figured, like, people are not gonna, like, I have to not just kind of ignore it. I gotta yeah. get, I gotta In get my moment, act yeah. together. Yeah, yeah, stay, stay tight, stay with it. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I need to... If the fire worked as well as it did, I want to try some fire on that sucker again. Okay. Um, so I'm going to grab another stick, another consumable. Okay. Um, and I'm going to try, I'm going to roll again and try to do another fire. Okay. So that's okay. So Mr. Mayor rolled a six plus three weird. That's a nine. Okay. Which is a mixed success. Mixed success. Okay. So that means what? Um, so you can either do... Well, one, it means the fire's gonna start to spread. Okay, well then, that might be a time to pull out Not My Fault. Uh, pass okay. on to act under pressure when I'm dealing with the consequences of my spellcasting. Okay, so let's, let's go through these things in order. Okay. So first of all, you do hit it. Um, and it does take some damage, the same effect as earlier. Yeah. However, it seems, like, angry at this point. Oh, um, no. And the surface of this thing, I think, is temporarily aflame. As yeah. it starts to move towards you, it sort of like is undulating across the ground, and the fire is trailing across the the sticks and the leaves that it is moving over as it comes toward you. Yeah. Um, it does then also sort of reach out and start to extend its... They're not really tentacles, because it doesn't have tentacles. It starts to extend, like, 
growths from its surface. Ew, extensions. Ew. Extensions of its slimy body. Does Betsy you. say that? Ew, yes. Ew? She does, because ew! Is the monster, like, emo- emotionally hurt by that? Does it understand? It's like, ew. I don't think it has a concept sure. of that. Okay. I think it One would part. be offended if it knew that you thought it was gross, but at this point I think it's just Well, it is, and I do. <laughs> so, um, I like the fire idea, and I'm gonna run over to the bonfire as well, and grab a flaming stick off of there and try to javelin it right into the where we saw it, like, okay. go and act under pressure. Okay. Mm-hmm. Side note, I need to try to figure out how to put out the fire that's starting to spread. Yes, you do. Um, so I need to act under pressure is, by the way, what is that? Is that cool? Yes. So I have plus one that for, with my skill, not my fault, when okay. I'm acting with the consequences of my own spell casting. So I'm thinking I'm going to grab, like, a, like a picnic blanket somebody brought to the bonfire and try to, like, okay. smother it. Okay. The spreading fire. So I need to roll. Um, so roll with your cool modifier and then add plus one. Yes, my cool modifier is a zero. Okay. So that's why I said. Okay, so I rolled a seven plus one is an eight. Okay, so a mixed success. Uh, um, so for that, I'm going to say you do manage to extinguish some of the flames that has already started to sort of spread. However... There, it is still spreading more fire. No, um, I did roll. Did a you roll? Nine, you rolled so a nine. Success on that. Okay, yeah. so I make success on that as well. Um, then here's what I will say happens. You did hit the thing, and it seems to be um largely vanquished. Uh, it is like shrinking slightly. It's sort of like crumpling in towards itself. Um, but as it is starting to go down, um. Chaz is still laying on the ground directly in its path, and it sort of starts to ooze out as it discorporates? That's not a <laughs> word. Dissolve. It's not quite dissolving. It's sort of like losing structural integrity. Oh. Melts. Um, melts, maybe. Um, and this sort of, like, viscous, corrosive slimy starts to pull towards Chaz. Oh, shoot. I call him an insult. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. Okay, it starts to, like, ooze toward him, and it gets on his leg, and he, like, sort of starts to scramble out of the way, but he's still very drunk, and he is screaming, because he is in pain. Oh. Uh, meanwhile, there is still a bit of fire that is, like, right around the edge of the bonfire that needs to be taken care of. Okay, so I'm going to try that same technique again. I'm not, like, I, I feel like that's, I don't have anything else. I don't have any water magic. So okay. I don't have another way to, like, put that out. So, I mean, um... You there's... do have ice magic. Yeah, but would the ice magic help put it out? If you, success, if you succeed. Okay, so I'm going to try to cast an ice spell. Okay. Um, I'm going to use, I, I don't have a consumable for that, so I'm going to do gestures, my focus with my knife, and my incantations. Okay. A pluripotence. <laughs> okay, um, incredible. Cogito ergo ice. Okay. I think therefore ice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'm gonna cast that. So that's my weird, yeah. Um. So let me. Um. Ho ho ho! I rolled a twelve and then plus three. Wow. Okay, so a 15, which is a more than total success. Not only do you put out the fire that is spreading, you put out the bonfire as well. There is no more fire in this area. All of the cigarettes in a 10-mile radius go out on their own volition. Suddenly it's snowing. That was a total failure. (laughs) Let it go! We need Uh, it! No, you totally nailed it. You got that all taken care of. Let it go! Um, And even more so, the, like, sort of slime monster goop that was near the fire starts to harden and stop from spreading. So, nicely done. Um, Thank you, I did a great job. You did do a great job. So, now your situation is this. You have some very drunk and terrified teens who are sort of scrambling around in the area. The fire itself is out. There are only remnants of slime monsters sort of pooling on the ground here. And you start to hear, uh, a noise in the distance, like cars approaching. Uh-huh. I bet that he is nice and cold now. I wonder what's what's coming. Okay, so you hear it's... There's not sirens because they're not police cars, but you hear cars approaching. Yeah. 
What are you? I gotta get myself another beer. It's cold. Nice. Okay, you still want to be here at this underage drinking party when cars show up? Probably not. I put my, I shove my knife I mean, in my purse. I mean, go for the road if that's your yeah. deal. But... I shove my knife in my purse and start beckoning everyone toward the van, saying, like, okay. hey, come on, guys, we gotta go. Yeah. I'm Eddie. Alrighty. So, well, what that? are you doing, Jeremy? What about Jeremy? I don't know. Wait, I need to get the picture right. Is the slime monster going back into the forest? Is that no, right? it's no, sort dead. of, like, pulling on the ground. Oh, so but it's, like, frozen. Dead. Right? It's it's defeated. It's not oh, reintegrating okay. itself. Okay. I would say. So yeah, we should go to the van. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think you need to okay. drive us out of here. So you guys beat a hasty escape. Yes, please. Yeah. Okay. Then... Get us out of here. <gasps> okay, so you guys all pile back in the van and uh, roll. Who's driving? Me. Jeremy, yes. roll an act under pressure for me. Well, that's a thirteen. <laughs> great. You do so great. You drive <laughs> this van right the heck out of the woods. Um, and so I will say that you guys successfully get in the van and make your way out of the woods. Um, the remainder of the sort of half-drunk teens are stumbling around in the clearing and trying to scatter as they hear cars approaching. But you guys are well on your way successfully out of there. And I think in your rearview mirror, you see cars pulling up to the clearing, these sort of government agents getting out of them. And the last thing that you can see behind you is a sort of a flash illuminate the clearing before you are. Out of there and gone. Oh, is it the men in black? It's the guy from the diner!